Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hi. Welcome. Hi, everybody. I think we're recording. What's going on? We're recording. Hi, everybody. Happy Sunday. You know, I have to say, it's probably been a while since I hit the wrong button. It's and a, we weren't actually recording when we thought we were. a tiny achievement. I think you only did that once, though. I did that once, and then the other time, I think I didn't have our headphones plugged in or something. <laughs> there was but something I don't else think we not missed plugged anything. In. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no. You just, you, Fortunately you might. for everyone, we just, yeah. it was just our usual nonsense. Garbage mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible opinions. <laughs> Welcome to our show. It's the best. It's called Just the Worst. I'm it Patty. Mm. That's Valentina. That's me. She's drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Out of a plastic straw. <gasps> well, I bought them. I can't just throw them away without using them. Okay. So we were talking earlier about political correctness. Yes. And I attempted to listen to a podcast that I won't name, but it's by the same people of podcasts that we like a lot. In the Pod Save family? Uh-huh. I don't think they listen. I think you're okay. No, I know. I just don't want to. I mean, even if they did. Is it Love It or Leave It? No. Oh. It's Pod Save the People. See how good I am at oh, not I've never naming watched that. I well, listened. I've definitely never <laughs> okay. watched it, but I've also so, never listened. Most politically correct thing I'd ever heard. I could only listen to like 20 minutes of it. I couldn't do it because they were talking about plastic straws and how there's like this great ban on plastic straws and how oh everybody thought it was so awesome, except for the disabled community because right. they actually might need, need straws. straws to drink anything, right? Yeah. And so like, and then it got she got into this big thing about like, well, they shouldn't have to be forced to bring their own straws places and they shouldn't have to be forced to ask for a straw and feel like they're why not because that makes them be the ones that have to make up for their own disability and society should be making it up for them so what this woman was calling herself was currently able-bodied that's how she was i'm currently (laughs) able-bodied Oh like, my so are you trying to say that at some point you might relate to right, the non-able body? It could fall away at any moment. But I'm currently able-bodied. That's my status. That's ridiculous. And I was like, nope, can't listen to this one. This one no, is no. Like when I go to Starbucks, I ask for it at 140 because I don't like it too hot, and that's my oh, own personal I thing. I realize that like my order now is a medium almond milk latte with an extra shot, extra ice. That's not terrible. But it, it's like over time gotten more and more complicated, right? Like I I've told you about the time worse. where they put it in too big of a cup and I made them remake it because no. the ratio for almond milk versus oh, coffee was no. off. You should never tell that story. Yeah, I did because I it doesn't taste right. It has to taste strong enough. And if it doesn't, it's just like drinking fucking almond milk and I'm not doing it. That's fucking bananas. No, I'm just a skinny. I have my things. I'm a skinny vanilla latte, 140. That's it. Easy. Do they temp it for you yeah because i think original like a hundred years ago i think i said like what should i say if i don't want it like piping hot extra hot no i don't want it piping (laughs) hot it comes too hot you can't fucking drink it 140 you can drink it right away it's the best this dog is shaking like a leaf he's a fucking chihuahua he wasn't before he was just sleeping i think he's kind of neuro because he does some weird weird shit (laughs) Where he like needs to go outside more than anything in the world, and then we go out there, and that's not enough, and then he starts like salivating. In a- oh, that doesn't sound good. If there's any dog psychics out there, 
There are. There's a lot of dogs I get. Listening. Oh, meant that want to do a free dogs yeah. evaluation. We'll put you in the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Even though we just badmouth the original friend of the pods. No. I did a little. Save the people. It doesn't count. Was that DeRay? What is it was, but so it's, I think it's a guy that hosted, but it was some woman that was oh, telling wow. this currently oh, able-bodied story. That's ridiculous. And it was just like, no. And there's only so much society can do to make up for everybody's ills too. Like there, at some point yeah. you have to, I mean, I think it's good for people to accept it, own it, accept where they're at. You know, I mean, I'm, and I don't want to sound like a total bitch cause that's terrible, but like it actually might empower you to do something more than you think because people aren't taking care of every little thing for you if that makes sense maybe i mean yeah clearly if you you know if you yeah. really need help you should really but i don't see the problem of having to ask for a straw no not at all but way worse and then no, she was talking about like and then they would be ostracized by the wait staff for needing a straw and i'm like i'm pretty sure that's what, not where, true. where would that be happening maybe no, like, at some weird hipster bar in San Francisco, that might happen. But everywhere else in the Who's going to be like, oh, this fucking guy in the wheelchair keeps asking me for a straw. Like, <laughs> no, no, right? If you're, if that for, no. Not going to happen. I agree. No, like my friend asked for like a hundred lemons for her fucking Diet Cokes. Mm-hmm. We're probably hated. Yeah. It's oh, well. not really. I mean, maybe it's a disability. I don't know. Needing lemon? Yeah. I got scurvy. <laughs> right? Oh, give me vitamin C. <laughs> no, I was listening to this very cool podcast called Lexicon Valley. Mm. And it's by this awesome linguist named John McWhorter. You and your linguistics. And I know. I'm getting into it. I've always been into it. Just kidding. Um, and he was talking about how words evolve from being accepted to not accepted. Like crippled. You used to be able to say crippled and that mm-hmm. was fine. But then you get, and like welfare. But then it gets all these negative connotations and you have to switch it up. Yeah. But it's ridiculous because every new term you come up with eventually becomes the same negative connotations that the last one had. Yeah. Like now they're not handicapped either. They're not disabled. Now they're, you know what I mean? Like it's just. It's, the, the one that I always think about because people threw it around so much when I was a kid on the playground is faggot. Oh, yeah. Which was, like, just the thing that everybody said back then. And now I can barely even get myself to have just said it. I'm like, I don't really want to. I'm going to say it for the the point of the podcast. But, like, I would never say that word now because it's... Oh, I know. It's just so loaded. I feel like... But as a kid, we also... Like, constantly. And I know that we don't talk about him anymore because he's been blacklisted. But Louis C.K. is I'll still talk about it. Where he's like... I don't mean it in a derogatory way. Sometimes someone's just being a fucking faggot. Like, just being a faggot about it. Like, I don't... I, there's nothing connected to being gay about it. You're just being a fucking faggot. Like, he does a whole... And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's just... But, it's it's weird. That word changed 100%. Like, yeah. just completely went yeah. from every... Like, kids, we were, you know, saying... Well, retarded I mean, as well. Oh, Yeah. I know, and I still say that all the time. And then after the fact, I'll be like, oh. I do, too. And I remember at my last job, I cut, like, my boss said it. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I was like, I I blurred it out way too often. I used to say it at work, too. And, like, yeah. But But it's not, it doesn't mean, when I say it, it's not that I'm saying what it 
you know what I mean? I know. I, I mean, totally know. You're, you're, yeah. not, you're not trying to denigrate not, a group of people. But right. Yeah. It's, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such a trip. Because like technically the word retarded, if something has been retarded, it yes. has been held Retarded. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm saying like if your growth has been retarded, you have stopped growing. Like it means that your development has ceased at some point. Yes. So like if you're being retarded, mm-hmm. it means you're being like, I you're get not you. all there. I'm with you. Like, yeah, it's a. I'm, it's I'm it's a, a very apropos it's a word. I know. Word. It's a good word. Because I but I would never call someone who's disabled retarded. Like that's <laughs> not, not like Trump does. Because, <laughs> I know. Because they're not he retarded. just called it like he sees it. Like it's he didn't mean it that way. He I meant know. wouldn't. He he didn't he, mean yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, let me walk that back for you. <laughs> I realized I misspoke. Oh, did you? <laughs> so uh, it's anyways. good times in America. Mm. Uh, I, I listened to something the other day and it was about know, something about women's equality in the workplace or they did some study. No, it's about some study that boys did better than girls in math or something like that, like that they had these kind of hard numbers on. And so this woman went to go kind of research it and see why that was the case. And it was, it was a, it was a thing about linguistics as well. Okay. And it was when they're little kids little kids are very literal and the teachers would say all right you guys who knows the answer to no this is what she, her her hypothesis there's no that girls true. didn't raise their hands there's no evidence. i thought that was very interesting but that that kind of goes on and on and like it just sets up this system of we're asking the guys we're asking i don't the guys, know because guys. i don't know and this Southern also fits California, into the political like correctness i call everyone dude i know Everybody, like things are dudes. i say guys all the time too i mean dude guys yeah and I will answer if somebody goes, hey, you guys, I'll go, what? <laughs> but right? yeah, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Like an, it was an interesting hypothesis about that the power of language and what it can do over yeah. time. I don't know what her end result was. I just thought it was an interesting hypothesis. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, it's just the white male dominated society. Blah, One more time. Patriarchy. What is that? What is that? Um, what is that saying from my favorite murder that something something ruins everything again? Or? Oh, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. ruins, the, ruins party. the party. Yeah. <sighs> toxic femininity exists as also, well. Also, toxic people in general. Yeah. Toxic ideas. I'm not. Any extreme whatever. Most people are. Yeah. At some point, I'm re- I'm I'm reading this book for work, and we all have to. I'm listening to it because I don't have <laughs> the patience to read, but um. I used to love to read, and now I can hardly get myself to do it. Like, I have to get really into a book, but, like, business books, it's very hard. Like, I have to listen to it, and then I can go back and take notes. Nice. But it's it's about, like, being honest at work and how to do that, right? And so she she was talking about, like, you know, everybody's a dick sometimes. (laughs) Like... You might be think like somebody else is being a dick, but you've been a dick. Like oh, everybody sure. has done it. So just give everybody a break because we've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> someone pretty... out there probably thinks you're a dick. Oh, for sure. I know. Yeah. God. I'm sure I've been I know I've been a dick. I've oh, fired God. people before. I'm, always, I'm sure they I'm think I'm a dick. A dick every day. <laughs> I assume. I just assume I'm being dickish. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing. Yep. Uh just you know, where are you trying to go, sad legs? <laughs> Why are you trying to mess with my microphone? <laughs> I'm cutting you off. Uh, we were just talking about the magic that is uh, the blog hyperbole and a half. Best blog ever written. 
I assume and drawn because most of you are pop culture and internet nerds. So I'm assuming most of our audience knows. I actually turned somebody in our audience onto, onto it. it. I think Gaysa, like, because she had used one. It's like, oh my god, you have to read this, and it was the, the dinosaur one, and she's like, oh my god, this is me. This is amazing. It's absolutely the best. It's the best. If you've never read, it's by this amazing girl named Allie Broch. I think Brosh Brosh. Something like that uh, in Oregon. Who has disappeared from the world Mm -hmm. and we're concerned about her. But for a good year, two years, she had the funniest fucking blog of all time. It is so good and so true and real and perfect. Yeah. I need to write down every time I say like, oh, we'll post it when this episode comes yeah. out. Because I feel like I say that. And you I say it a lot. Never post And I, I like sometimes I'm tempted to just post it. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. That's Valentina gets you to do that. You should me. I, I will. I won't do that for now. Um, um, yeah. Because we'll post a link yes, to it. Because the adulting. Yeah. The, Anytime uh, you hear somebody go all the things, that's Allie. Clean all the things. <laughs> do all the things. Yeah. yeah. Parp? <laughs> No, it's so yeah, good. she's great. So I, the reason I was looking at that particular blog because I wanted to do the topic of depression <laughs> because there isn't much worse. Than <laughs> I know, and I was so I was telling Valentine like I'm having a really good day today, which is great because otherwise I'd probably be telling the story and crying at the same time, which is um, That's not great entertainment. No, but I mean, Allie writes the best, most accurate description. Of what it's like to be depressed that I've ever read. And that's right when she disappears. So she does this whole last two two blogs. Well, she does the whole thing for like two years. Then she disappears for like six months. Comes back. Writes the depression stuff. And then disappears Disappears again. again. Yeah. And she would like the end of it was like basically like some days I don't think it's all pointless. (laughs) Yeah. And that's basically the last time you hear from Ellie in a public forum. But she goes through this whole progression of, like, how you start not wanting to do things and then how you start yeah, hating yourself. And then how, how yeah. yeah, the laundry pile. And then you end up standing in a corner and then you're just talking to yourself constantly. Like, oh, you're going to go outside? You're going to look stupid outside. Oh, you're going to go stand in a corner? You look stupid standing in the corner. Like, the oh, whole thing. 100%. Until you're just crawling across the floor. Like, she was, it was so great. And but, then when she, like, slides off the couch. <laughs> Oh my god, her drawings are amazing. Her drawings are amazing. But that's how, like, I look at my kitchen right now, and I'm like, this is what depression looks like, Absolutely. Like, you just don't care. I cannot be bothered. And it's, yeah, and it's not even that, like, it's just there's no motivation or caring about anything like yeah and and i went from and she talks about this a little bit too of like not caring about anything and not having any emotion and being totally blocked off to crying unstoppably which is where i've been the last month or so um but jags of it in between the last few months and um and like how totally disconcerting. It's just so disconcerting because there's no reason. She said, like, what is it? Like, what are you feeling right now? I'm just just crying. Like, just there's like, no feeling behind it. I'm just sad. There's no reason why. Yeah. And that's all there is. And I was thinking about like trying to tell my poor husband who's like trying to be so support. I mean, he is being terribly right. supportive, but it's hard to know what to do when your wife yeah, is just, if you're just not uncontrollably like crying. crying. And then also takes everything super personally. So it's like, imagine that when you're having a conversation with pretty much anybody that you are assuming they're making fun of you or that they're trying to get you in trouble for something 
or that like but that's what it feels like right like and you're always like okay they're gonna try to get me in trouble or they're trying to tell me i don't know something or they're like you're always on guard and it's so anxiety producing so like you go into the spiral of like i'm not i can't do anything i'm worthless i'm there's no point to oh, like yeah. you know just you're just con- and then so you then you're on guard even more and then you start acting weird and it's terrible yeah i feel like i have just been in like just low grade probably medicated just low grade not crying because i don't even care that much uh, do you know what i mean just that kind of and i remember because it, it's been a thing like my whole life and i remember being a teenager and i think my parents kind of realized that it was probably just more than being a normal teenager. So I, they did try to put me in therapy pretty early. But my mom, who probably never had a bad day in her life, uh, was always like, depression is when you are focused too much inward. It's and true. To, and I, yeah, I mean, I do agree with a lot of it. Like, you need to get outside of yourself. Like, get out of your own head and, like, go do things for people. And I uh, agree that that's a thing. And it helps. Uh but it's also like impossible. It's a fucking spiral. Yeah. Like, I don't, I know that I need to like tidy up and I know that I need to do my dishes, but part of me is just like, I, I don't care. Yeah. And then it just becomes this cycle where I'm like, I mean, you're going to come over and maybe like a couple of my good friends are going to come over, but like, they're going to love me anyways. I hope. <laughs> But, like, what I want, like, a complete stranger to walk in here and be like, oh, hey, crazy. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's not, like, hoarders level crazy. But, I mean, it's cluttered. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's just I look around and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And, I, like, I realize when I'm in the middle of one of these spirals, right, like, that I am only thinking about myself and I'm incapable of thinking about how it's affecting Ian and I'm incapable about how it's coming off at work. like other than how it's affecting me at work I can't I can't get out of it and I even though I know it's the truth and I know it would help to not be yeah. thinking of myself you get stuck in that like yeah you can't get out of it and like the one time that I had depression really bad before um when I was like borderline suicidal but not really yeah. um the only thing that got me out of it was getting on medication. Like, I don't think yeah. I would have gotten out of it on my own because you lose the motivation to even do that. Like, you don't give a fuck. It's 100%. that hard. You know, somebody, there has to be some sort of intervention. Well, yeah, At least but, there has been for me. When I think that you get this, like, very fatalistic sense that, like, nobody actually really cares about you. So you have to almost stay inside yourself because, like, no one else is going to. You know what I mean? Like, no one else is going to care. Like, I feel like I get into that position yeah. where I'm like, I could drop dead. And, like, how long would it take for anybody to notice? And, like, I don't know. It, like, like I always joke that I want, like, a app that will right? figure out if you've been immobile for, like, 24 hours or something so that my cat doesn't, like, eat my face. I'm going to have to start texting you every day. And just like, checking in. Checking how in. How you doing? Still alive? How's it going? <laughs> But yeah, like, yeah, because my family definitely doesn't understand it. Like, every time I go home, and like, I have a pillbox, sure, like, for the week. Yes. And yeah, there's Wilbutrin and Lexapro in it. But then there's also, like, my biotin vitamins and my calcium and so vitamin E. Like, I just put everything in there, so I just, you know, take it all at once in Mm -hmm. the morning. I can tell it freaks my parents out every time I'm home that they just look at this pillbox like I'm taking like a hundred pills. 
And my dad will be like, really? You're not you're not done with that yet? And I'm like, it's not like an antibiotic. Right. Like, it's not something that I like, oh, cured my depression. Yeah. Like, it's a no, thing. And no, it's, and it's tricky, too, because medications will work, and then they won't work. And sometimes you need them, and sometimes you don't. And they... Um, when I was, I did do a little bit of research, not a ton, because pretty much all the, all the research says the same thing. Um, yeah. But it's it goes in cycles, right? So like you can be fine for years and then go mm-hmm. into like some crazy depression and then come back out of it. And I think I've had like three major episodes in my life. Yeah. Um, and two of them, well, one of them, no, there two of them were sort of kicked off by life events. Yeah. And this last one just kind of, I just started yeah. tanking. But um, it, it was a long, slow thing. It's like one of those things where you don't even realize what's going on. And when, it was yes. funny because when I was reading this, re- like when I was reading like, oh, here's the symptoms. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about half of these being like inability to focus, not being able to pay attention. Like right. that is part of it. Like obsessing over weird things and like doing it over and over again. Like all of those things are distractions from your own brain. Yeah. And it's, it was so interesting. It's like, oh, my gosh tiredness so I'll I'll go into these but anyway that's why I wanted to talk about it because I've been um really struggling with it for months and I know a lot of people do yeah and people um, don't like to talk no and I don't really know why because it's one of those I mean because it sucks when you're in the, like I said I'm having a good day if I tried to do this two days ago I'd right. probably be crying by now I literally can't look somebody in the eye without starting to cry when I'm having a bad day like mm. it makes work super awkward especially because yeah. I'm new <laughs> Like, You're like, oh, hey, hi. have you met the new I, girl yet? I know you hired me because I have really positive energy, but right now I'm Fucking really waterworks sad. over here. <laughs> don't steer yeah. clear. No, so I I'm pretty good at mostly holding it together when I really have to. Yeah, no, I think people definitely just still treat it like it's a choice in in a sense that it's like, what do you have to be depressed yeah. about? Well, or like you said, stop being so self-centered. It's like, well, I would love to, <laughs> but yeah. It's like every single bit of my effort has to go into not being self-centered for one second. And right now I'm kind of like, okay, so I get up and I journal and then I go to the gym and then I get, and then I go to work and then I go to meetings and then I like journal again. And then I read yeah. freaking self. Like I'm doing so many things you right now doing a, that's, uh, like to keep my shit together. Times more than I'm doing. And I'm on medication and I'm going to a doctor and I'm starting therapy again. So hopefully. So you're just doing all the stuff that I do when I drink. Like, yeah. I'm just drinking, and you're like, I got to go to the gym, and I got to do this. I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to drink, and everything will be great. Yeah, because things don't work out great for me when I drink. That's not a good solution for me. Yeah. Well, um, and if I drink too much in, like, a concentrated period of time. Like I told you, like, when I got back from, like, the wine tasting trip, mm-hmm. when I was just, like, you know, drunk. It like took you, like, a week to days. recover yeah. from that shit. Like, yeah. I was bottomed out. Yeah. The, and I don't the like that feeling. Days. It's awful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, nothing's good. And now that I've stopped for so long, it's like, I don't want to go back to that. Like, I just don't. Yeah. Plus like, you don't know what it's like for like your adult self. No. Which I think is interesting. Everybody says your, the hangovers get worse and worse and worse. Oh my God. I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, when they when they kick it, yeah, I bought like a ha- sidebar. I bought a half case of this like no sugar, low carb, whatever fancy wines. Wine has sugar in it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's made out but of apparently like these are very organic, low sugar. Okay, better. and like 
Oh. It's like the LaCroix of wine. Basically. LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix, whatever. Uh, Everybody yeah. else on the planet calls it LaCroix. I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> Go it's to France. It's not correct. Hey, we're Americans here, and we're we call American. it LaCroix. We call it Houston. Rodeo. Exactly. Rodeo. What? I don't know. What? Uh, you were talking about your low-carb wine. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice a difference between my hangovers. But I also, mm. knock on wood, don't really get super hungover. That's very Unless lucky. I went bananas. And usually my biggest problem is that I don't eat. If I don't eat and I start drinking, then it's just, that's when Dory comes out. Oh, yeah. I have yet to, I've got to see Dory in action at one point. Um, well, when you do, it'll be recorded. So and I have to great. say, yes. Well, I think we have <laughs> run into her at one point on one of these we podcasts. We definitely did. I was like, okay, from now on, I'm going first. Remember, I made that rule. Or you're going first because yes. by the second episode, you are toasted there for a while. Yeah. Um, all this to say. It's my crutch. It's your crutch. Um, yes, but depression is like pretty common. It's the most it common is. mental illness in the U.S., and there's, they say more than 60 million men and women who um, suffer from it and 3.1 million adolescents. I would guess that the number of adolescents is probably higher. Way higher. Uh, right? But uh, so that's almost almost 7% of the adult population. That's it? Seven? Yeah. yeah. But I think a lot of people. That's interesting. So, I mean, again, we can kind of go back to our upbringing and where we were born and raised and all that stuff and that we have access to. That's true therapists yeah, I'm pretty and sure, like, no people one... where we can be like we're depressed and they'll actually do something about it and i just be like fuck it you got to go to work now yeah <laughs> you know? i don't think there's anyone that's like over 60 that is like i'm battling depression yeah uh yeah, right because that's like you just suck it up and yeah, just do just the next thing and i think but i think a lot of people aren't in a financial position to be able to even stop and think about that like they could be really sad um, and I feel like mine has been almost debilitating, like where I almost thought like I, when I was off of work, like I could not have gone back to work sooner than I did. Right. Like it was just, yeah, I'm not going to work. Uh, and then, so that's, that's fairly serious. Yeah. Uh, even though like while I was off work, I did it's, and it's so weird. Cause you tell people and they're like, Oh no, you were doing stuff and you were having fun and blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was. But if you looked me in the eye for two minutes, I'd start to cry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's a good indicator. Um, yeah. It's pretty funny. It's it's interesting. So they say that persistent depressive disorder, which is pretty much what we're talking about, is people who experience a depressed mood that lasts continuously for at least two years, and that only affects about 1.5% of the population. So it's going oh, down wow. low. A lot of people do that thing, though, where they kind of cycle yeah. through depressive um, periods. And so they say that depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Uh, clinical depression affects how you feel, think, and behave and can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. You may have trouble doing normal day-to-day -day activities. Hmm. True. And someone you may f sometimes you may feel as if life isn't worth living. That's a thing. Yeah, I was listening to some podcast. Oh, I was listening to Armchair Expert and Ooh, Dak Shepard had his one. mom on. It's Dak Shepard's podcast. Oh, Christ. It's actually really good. Like People he's a goofball. Him. He's a goofball on, but he is a really good podcast. He's like super um, relatable and like really good interviewer and funny. Like it's really good. But he does. He's it's with his mom, and she's talking about really? the time she tried to commit suicide. And I'm gonna um, put that it's on my really list. good. What's it called? Armchair expert. Oh, yeah, cool. I really like it. Check it out. 
Yeah, and so she talks about that where she just got to like, I just can't feel this pain anymore. I just can't do it. And it doesn't have anything to do with hurting other people or not loving people or all of that or like not thinking about them. It's just, I can't, I cannot feel like this anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, which is more than just about of the blues, my notes. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can't. Um, and <laughs> Allie also talked about like when people would be like, oh, why don't you just cheer up? And she's like, it's it's like if you go to them and say my goldfish died and they go, well, why don't you just make it alive exactly. again? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't. I can't do that. 100%. It was, it was, she's just so perfect. Uh, it often requires long term treatment. Uh, but eventually, usually it does turn around. So there's there's that like, you know, it does come and go, typically speaking. And a lot of times can be controlled with drugs, though sometimes that changes and you need to change your medications and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- people typically have multiple episodes. And the symptoms may include, ready, feelings of sadness, tearfulness, what? emptiness, what? or hopefulness. Hopeless, hopefulness, hopelessness. <laughs> I'm too hopeful. <laughs> this no, is terrible. Someone medicate me. <laughs> uh, angry outbursts, irritability, or frustration, even over small matters. And then they say that kids who are who are depressed will often be like that more angry than yeah sad. like that's how they interesting. that's how they express it and teenagers go there's figure. a very interesting documentary on <clears throat> Netflix mm. oh god what's it called a good son something like that but it's about kids that are just fucking like beyond monsters yeah it's brilliant we need to talk about Kevin it's an amazing movie. I still need to see it. I haven't seen it, but it's like fucking those love as anxiety What's things it? fucking weird me out. I can't do it. You can't watch it. I can't anything that's like suspenseful right now. I can't. I can't. See, I'm that way with uncomfortable humor, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld. Oh, see, I love that shit. I can do that all day. I can't. Day. Yeah, I absolutely cannot. That's it makes me laugh. Yeah, mm. but yeah, suspense. No, uh, loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities. Sleep disturbances, including insomnia or sleeping too much. What? <laughs> Here I, I am talking about how I sleep normal. like five hours a night and, and you I sleep, sleep 14. 15. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. We're both sides of the coin. <laughs> hey, everyone. Depression right here. <laughs> it's just the worst. It Literally. Uh, tiredness and lack of energy. Yep. So even small tasks take extra effort. What? Uh, reduced appetite and weight loss or, oh. or increased cravings for food and weight gain. Hello. <laughs> can go either way. Anxiety, agitation, or restlessness. Yep. Slow thinking, speaking, or body movements. Uh, Feelings of worthlessness or guilt. Yep. Fixating on past failures and self-blame. <laughs> right? Never. No. What? Who do, who, yeah, it's like sometimes I read some of these things and like people don't normally do that. Right? Like, you don't you lie don't awake at night and think about how you embarrassed yourself that one time in 2005. Right? I don't know. Never living it down. And people are still talking about it. You know they are. 100%. Uh, trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, and remembering things. What? That's not me at all. It, frequent or recurrent thoughts of death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, or suicide. Uh, mine was always just a, like a low-key, like, I don't care if I'm alive. Yeah. It was never like I want to take steps to die. It was just like, I'm kind of cool either way. That is also exactly what Allie said. Like, she's okay. like, yeah, she was like, I don't really want to kill myself. I just don't want to be alive anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just that I'm 
yeah, I'm not interested in this anymore. Yeah, but I do have to say the older I get, the less I feel like that. Though. Yeah, I think I'm that like, is it. You know a... what? This is I, probably just my one shot. I probably should just like read this out. Yeah. But definitely when I was younger, it was some weird, almost feeling like I could reset things. Like if I could just die, maybe I could like get another chance. Yeah. To do this that the right sense. way. Yeah. But I think the older I get, I'm just like, well. Here and yeah, and you won't remember. And then knowing the karmic nature of the planet, you probably have to deal with the same shit the next time. Well, and I'm pretty sure that I was very shitty in a previous life <laughs> because based on my luck in this life, like I hey. made a lot of people very mad because, like, I was Genghis Khan or something. Maybe because, but you were born on third base, right? Like you did get a good general start. Yes. So you couldn't have been that bad. Yes. Do you want to explain the third base? <laughs> Didn't we? Oh, we did that. So last episode. <laughs> no, we, we didn't. Oh, we didn't? No, it was oh, that was when our private talk. Damn it. We talked too much <laughs> in between episodes. So we were, we were talking about just kind of the luck of the drop about where you're born. Yeah. And that people in the United States, just countries like the United States, countries. are born on third base and thinking that they got that there they out of their own merit. So like, yeah. So you're just way ahead of the game without having done anything. Yeah. Uh, for me, the, the suicidal thing, and I think I've talked about it before, was just, it was not actually that I was going to take steps to it, to do it, like I had no firm plan, but the idea of it calmed me down and made me, like, I would think about it every night going to sleep, and this is when I was in my 20s, like, and I would, I would, uh, go to sleep and think about getting in the bathtub and slitting my wrists. Oh, and Jesus. that was, I know, it was like this very thought out thing, but it made me super calm and like feel almost happy. Like, like I knew I had a way out if it got worse. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's well, really sick and terrible, but that's no, what was going on in my head that was 25 years and ago. And people that kill themselves, <clears throat> I would say a very large percentage seem fine, especially mm -hmm. that day because they fucking they decided know they, that yeah. that's what they're going to do. They have a like no way out. cousin that killed herself. Everyone was like, no, she was totally on the mend. She was happy and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And talking about, like, what she was going to do next week and whatever. Yeah. It's because they know, like, I'm going to do It's a relief in a way. Yeah. Like, I know I don't have to feel this way anymore. But, yeah, clearly. I did mean, you see 13 Reasons Why? I did, yeah. So that bathtub scene, uh -huh. I don't get, like, physically uncomfortable at That was anything, a gnarly scene. The way the graphicness. And I've... You know, I literally comment on things like fucking graphic. Like, look it up. This isn't even graphic at all. Mm -hmm. Like, there was some fucking thing where they opened that sarcophagus today. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. were like, warning, graphic. And it was just bones. It was a skeleton. And it was like, warning. We're photos very of dead sensitive. People. Yeah. And I was like, really? Who's like getting triggered by a skeleton that's insane? But, anyways, so graphicness just never bothers me. And that I actually had to look away. Of her slitting her wrists in the bathtub. It was fucking aggressive. Yeah, no, it was. That was a very realistic. That's not how yeah. I would go. But it, oh, whatever. See, but anyway, seems like the way. But that's interesting that you picked that one. Yeah, it seemed like a just legit easy way to do it. At the time, that's twenty years ago, and yeah. Yeah, times have changed. That and I think you're right. Like at this point, it's like no, I don't want to not live. I just don't want to feel like this anymore. Yeah. And I think maybe I've felt this way enough times before that I know it's not gonna last forever. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, this really sucks right now, but yeah. it's not gonna last. And I might totally blow up my whole life, but it it'll be okay. 
Yeah. That's not and I definitely, and they say that suicide's actually more prevalent in families where it's happened before, mm. which I think is really interesting because if anything, like I look at my cousin's death, like, so she was like in her forties, married, had a child, like oh. life seemed pretty okay from the outside. And I just remember thinking like, just fucking leave us all go to mexico like mm -hmm. run away go to morocco like do anything else to change what's going on besides like just leaving the world yeah and so i feel like i do think about that whenever i think about like oh i'd just rather not exist where i'm like you know what no like your escape pod should be you know what I mean? Like, I can just leave all of this and go move to France or something. Yeah. Like, just try something else. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I moved to some small town that's really cheap, so I don't have to have any responsibilities exactly. anymore. <laughs> and then it'll be fine. Uh, the other the other couple things are spending too much time online. Mm. Checking things like Facebook compulsively. Oh, you mean like when you check Instagram and then you read it all and then you go to Facebook and then you go back to Instagram? And uh -huh. Uh, and if you're really, you can throw some Twitter and LinkedIn in the mix if you're really hurting for some sort of update. I think I've definitely gone to Twitter, but <laughs> never to LinkedIn. I've never been that Just bored. saying, if you're really, really hitting bottom, <laughs> you can go to LinkedIn. Uh, unexplained physical problems such as back pain or headaches. I was getting the worst migraines ever oh. and like these crazy fucking dizzy spells. Like I will get oh, that's weird. super gnarly dizzy spells. I used to get them at work and it would, people would be like, you got that cross-eye look going on because <laughs> I would get super dizzy and that would lead to my headaches. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, it was very interesting. And huh. yeah, uh, do, do 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 for many people with depression, symptoms are usually severe enough to cause noticeable problems in day-to-day -day activities. What? Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different reasons that um, people become depressed or are susceptible to depression. As with many mental disorders, there's yep. a variety of factors mm -hmm. involved. Typically, there's biological differences. Uh, people with depression actually have physical differences in their brain, so their chemistry is just different, yep. which is some sort of a relief for people who have it. It's not like a, it's not a defect of character or like right. you're not trying hard enough or you're just ungrateful or any of those things that I think about myself. Right. Like you know, it's like yeah. oh no, maybe my brain just doesn't work right right now. Which I don't know if that makes it that much better, but yeah, your body is just it kind of does defying you. Really. Yeah, it's there's nothing. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't you think your way it. out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Do uh, what else? Brain chem. Okay, brain chemistry talked about. Neurotransmitters are naturally occurring brain chemicals that likely play a role. Uh, the changes in the function of these can just do your neural circuitry gets all nuts. Yeah. And they think that some of the medications actually help to rewire your brain, which is why you might not need them forever. Really? So they actually help your brain re-circuit oh, nice. and reconnect things in the correct way. At least they used to think that. I don't know if they still do. And they pro if, if they actually did that and cured you, they probably changed the formulation so that you now do need to take them forever. <laughs> because Let's talk about big pharma. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've done that before. Go but back we could to do episode it again. 20. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that, though. Like, oh, no, that formulation wasn't right. We need to rework it. And now you need it for 10 years instead of two weeks. It's so crazy to me. I just can't imagine that people are that horrible. I know. And I don't think any of the scientists or any of the people working in the labs are. I honestly don't. I think if it if it's anything, it's the, the, just... the executive suite... And maybe the top management and the board of directors who just want to make money. I just can't imagine I people being that diabolical. I, I know. Out in the open. I know. 
it's crazy. At the end, no, it's a... but I mean, I also hate people, so I don't, I don't know, I don't make sense. I just don't. I just often think don't think people are smart enough to get away with such huge uh, conspiracies. Like, yeah, who? How do you hold that together? There's got to be some out. Maybe they no. just kill those people. I don't know, <laughs> but like, you know, like maybe those. There's yeah, some movies about it where, like, they kill like, the lab guy, the lab tech who finds out there really is a cure right? for something, and they just knock him off so that they don't have to... I just... I can't fathom, like, a board sitting in a room being like, no, no, no. We need to keep these people on Okay, these but they do for having fucking fracking ruining people's water. They do for all kinds of environmental things, all kinds of chemicals that they put in things that they don't want to acknowledge that they're causing cancers in people. They do all kinds of terrible shit. And I don't know that the whole, like, I don't know that a whole board of directors would know about those things happening. But yeah, I feel like it's corporations clearly have done some pretty evil shady business. Yeah. Nestle doesn't think that water is a right, (laughs) that you should have to pay for it. Uh, you know, yeah. so that kind of thing. There, there's some evil fucking yeah, people out there. Yeah. Sorry, hormones, changes in the body's balance of hormones may be involved. Where so. the hormones, their moan I. <laughs> Pretty sure that's Dorothy Parker. Who I'm obsessed with. Oh. I told you the horticulture story, right? I don't think My so. My favorite Dorothy Parker. Okay, I won't. Save you, it for next time. Okay. Maybe, no. Yeah. Me. But speaking of depression. Oh, I thought you were going to say, speaking of next episode. <laughs> Dorothy Parker. Um, yeah, but so then I started thinking that, like, oh, maybe this is, like, premenopausal, blah, 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 blah. My doctor oh, insists that that's oh, not what it is. Yeah. But then I start freaking out. that like, oh, my God, I'm that fucking age now. That's terrifying. Yeah. <sighs> old lady. I know. I went, old, I know I went off of my birth control because I was fucking lazy and just missed my appointment. <laughs> so that's awesome because I get the shot. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll oh, have a period. God. Sorry, guys. Tune out. Actually, you know what? No. Don't tune out. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. This happens to us. We didn't sign up for it. Uh, but then I got my period and I was like, yay, I'm actually not menopausal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it hits you in your 30s. I think you're a little but young. still, I was like, I'm withered up and dying. <laughs> my ovaries are cobwebs. But no. Yeah. Well, if that's what the beginning of this is all about, your let me tell you. you. That's okay. Speaking he's insane. He's, he's in Santa Fe. I will call him back. At the homestead? At the homestead. Nice. Yeah, he was having dinner with our new neighbors tonight. That's adorable. I know. Our new neighbors are freaking hilarious. They're amazing people. That's awesome. So great. Yeah. Uh, inherited traits. So depression is more common in people whose blood relatives also have this condition. So that might be part of the suicide thing too, though, is if depression runs in the family, it might be more that the brain chemistry is such that it makes you more susceptible to suicidal thoughts yeah. rather than... Just because it runs in the family rather than somebody committed suicide, so then you commit suicide. Yeah. Though suicide it does happen in clusters yeah, also. It does. But I also feel like <clears throat> we are like the cusp of the generation that's okay saying that we're depressed. Where I feel like I don't know if there's depression in my family because oh. everybody's ancient. My mom my mom has no problem saying that she's really? struggled with it. Yeah, well and I have family members that are bipolar. I have Ooh. yeah other eating disorders uh drug and alcohol problems Solid. yeah good so, times. i know You're we do good in my family i want to hang out at yours but you know Christmas. what we're all fucking hilarious that and is. loving and smart and 
pretty much super, everybody's really functional. Show me someone that is fucking interesting that doesn't have a mental disorder, and I will call you a liar. (laughs) (laughs) We'll say, we just haven't figured it out yet. Exactly. Yeah. No No, one that's that's interesting has it together. That's why I think it's so weird that it's, like, it's still, people don't talk about it very much. Like, it's just a thing. I mean, it's not, like, when I'm in the middle of it, it's the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah. But it's still just a thing that's happening to me. It's not me. But also it's, and I mean, like, obviously cancer is fucking awful it's the worst but we should talk about depression more like we talk about cancer yeah like i remember i was trying to like get it out years ago and i was trying to say like i wish there was some way that you could say like i am stage one. Oh yeah you've talked about yeah, that before instead yeah instead of be- where you're just like like a little red flag like yeah. i'm i'm not gonna go jump off a bridge right now but like God, if someone would come over or, like, just text me every day or, like, some amount of a little flag where you could be, like, you know what, I'm not, like, stage four. Like, I'm not about to die. I'm not about, you know, like, the way you do with cancer. It's, yeah. like, stage one, we found a lump, blah, blah, blah. People want to bring you casseroles and they want to take you out and they want to commend That's you really on good things. point. Like, I feel like there should be more of a, like, I don't know. Because nobody wants to say, like, hey, can you guys pay more attention to me? Well, and when you're depressed, you won't. No. Right? Not like, at you're all. not going to ask. So then it just makes it worse because yeah. then you don't want to hang out with anybody and you don't want to answer the phone. Right. And... It's almost like you have to. So, like, when people are grieving, right, and everybody goes, oh, let me know if there's anything I can do. Don't. That doesn't do anything for people. Yes. You need to just show up and fucking Who, do it. Where did I just hear that? That was on something recently, I, I feel know. like. Where it was like, never ask what people need, just fucking show up. Yeah. Because they they can't tell you, yeah. Do the things and yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Because they're not going to ask. They're not going to tell you. And it's the same thing with depression, right? You're like you're. If you don't have the motivation to do your own goddamn dishes, you're sure not going to ask somebody to come over and hang out with you because you don't want them to. Because you need them to. Because it's like a weird amount of pressure too, where it's like. Because I've definitely had times where I've been like, "Hey guys, I'm feeling a little low," and then people are like, "Hey, I want to come and see you." But they live far away, and then you're like, I don't want to, like, make you drive down here or fly out here just to, like, sit and watch me watch TV. Yeah. And, I mean, you just want people to just know and to just come over and be like, you know what, we'll sit here. and You want to DoorDash some food. Yeah. But you want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's very similar to people who are grieving. Uh if you have, if there's a history of other mental disorders such as anxiety, eating disorder, post-traumatic stress, abuse of alcohol or recreational drugs, what? serious or chronic illness, including cancer, stroke, chronic pain, or heart disease, and I think that's probably you know your body probably just reacts to yeah. all the trauma and stress, and then certain medications. Huh. But then it says talk to your doctor before stopping any medications. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to do that without a medical reason. Like don't stop drugs. taking your medication right. unless you have a medical reason to stop. We've all seen Law and Order. Don't mm. just because you think you're fine. Don't oh, stop taking your meds. That's the worst. Yeah. But I feel like it numbs me. I feel better now. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible though. That's what mental disease does, right? It so, lies oh, to so you that's constantly. That's what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about Nanette, the Hannah Gadsby oh, uh-huh. stand-up. She talks about Van Gogh. She was an art history major, which is awesome because I was also a useless major. Uh, but. Okay, sidebar, she calls him Van Gogh, which I'm like, is that like an Australian thing? Like we call Van Gogh Van Gogh? Really? So someone Australians? Any Australians Joel? out there or 
uh, Tasmanians really Joel, in on tell that. us. Yeah. Uh, but she was talking about how he's just like all of that genius wouldn't necessarily be there yeah. if he were medicated. And you, I mean, you have to. I mean, she gets into a lot of very feminist things about art, and I'm not going to get into them here. But I've always thought that, you know, these mad, mad geniuses that we have. Well, there's, I think there's this hyperacuity that happens in your brain, right? And yes. it, it leaks out in more than just one way. So if you're really good at something or really creative, yes. there's a lot of emotion and other stuff that's wrapped up in that, and it comes yeah, you're out. you're seeing the world differently. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mesh well with the way you have to function in the world as it is. I think that's 100% you know, true. Yeah. Yeah, like There's watching uh, Amadeus as a kid and watching Mozart and being like, that's not a normal guy. No. But but are we fucking it up by medicating everybody now? Like well, we I think we've we've created, and I think about that, like, when I think about moving to New Mexico and how much slower things happen there, like, even the people in New Mexico will laugh oh, yeah. about, like, Oh, yeah, don't expect him to call you back today. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, it's just oh, everything slows down. And we're laughing. <laughs> like, if we get jobs in New Mexico, it's going to be ridiculous. Because we're going to be like, come on, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we got to go, we got to go. And nobody's like that. Um, at least that's what they're telling us. And that's what it seems like from what sure. we've experienced. We've created such a, like, just a fast-paced, crazy. Hyperactive. You know, like, everything... Is super fast, except for you're sitting in traffic and then you're around a million people. Like, there's just so much input all the time that I don't Need think that's natural. Input. No, when I think the whole, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, like if you're complaining, it means you're important because you have, oh, you know, someone's yeah. disappointed you because you're in a position of power. Yeah. I think the same thing, like when I've ever worked with people that are just like, oh, I'm so busy. I yeah. have so much to do. That means you're important. They yeah. Have that much stuff going on. So when people, want to act stressed out or want to act like they have so much stuff on their plate that's just like a, i feel like it's an insecurity of being like this is how important i am that it's I have really all of this stuff to get it done. is so interesting because people do brag about how many hours they work all the time it's I like guess. that's i don't want that for my life like i mean i remember being younger and looking at people who were rushing through airports and on their right. phones and like pushing people out of the way because they're so important, important and thinking like i never want to be that person and then I was that person for a while where I was like running around in airports and on my cell phone and like right. that's no, just not you. me. Like I No, don't and I always want think that. like you're basically just admitting that you're just like not efficient. I know. That's <laughs> it's the like other every thing. job I have ever had, I feel like I've been able to cut it down by, you know, massive amounts. Yeah. And well, it's they just because I feel like I can get it like there was a great quote in my old boss used to I used to bring it up all the time because there's some Bill Gates quote where he's like if you want to figure out the fastest most efficient way to do something hire a lazy person uh -huh. and they and I was like that's 100% like I've figured out so many systems of like let's just streamline this I don't need to do all of these 10 steps like let's just do these two steps and get it finished and they're yeah. like that's amazing thank you so much for doing that and I'm like I'm really just lazy and I don't want to do all these steps yeah yeah and well they say that you're only capable of producing at your maximum capacity for four to six hours a day. That's as four much as the human brain can absolutely and that do. That seems like a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> to be if maximum. you're working 16 hours a day, 10 to 12 of those hours. You're doing something wrong. You're, you're either 
wasting time or you're working at half speed when you could just finish it probably the next like there's there, yeah. you're just not producing like you sh you could be in those four to six hours like yeah. that's the max you have so you you can still do other stuff but you're not going to be able to produce good yeah. work your your best work in just those in that down. amount of time anyway but that's what we do here right we talk about how much we work and how bad traffic is and how late we are and how many things we have to do and how many things aren't getting done and no. you know like just it's just this constant barrage of things and I'm, I'm ready to be And that's done. not even including all the fucking parenting garbage oh, that people are doing. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to get them to violin class and soccer and <laughs> baseball and taekwondo and Mandarin lessons. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he's got to go to a summer lab because he's invented a new robot. Right. Yeah. So there's some, there's a lot of things you can do to treat their, uh, treat therapy. Treat, <laughs> treat your therapy. Treat your Treat therapist. depression. Yeah. <laughs> treat so yourself. first is, yeah, therapy. Lifestyle changes a lot of times, even just... They, you know, the other thing that was happening on Armchair Experts, she's talking about how she's not allowed to sleep in anymore because she's now in treatment for depression and that hitting that snooze button or taking a nap yeah. is is for her like taking a drink if you're an alcoholic. Like, you, that makes she sense. just isn't allowed to do it anymore. So she has that inclination to take a nap. She goes and takes a walk instead. Like, you have nice. to do those lifestyle changes, right, in order to yeah. kind of circumvent what your brain is trying to do to you. But that doesn't always work. So a lot of people take antidepressants, right. which this is really interesting because they, I think we said at the beginning, six to seven percent of people have depression, mm -hmm. but thirteen percent of Americans are on antidepressants. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> everybody wants to be in the drug club. Not quite sure how that works that they get antidepressants without being diagnosed as depressed. Interesting. But that's uh, there drugs, you go. Because drugs. Are drugs. Yeah. So then there's all kinds of different options, the SSRIs and the SNRIs and the TCAs and the NDRIs and the MAOI inhibitors. Don't want and any the, of those. Like they're all basically moving your serotonin around or squashing something else or, yeah. you know, boosting this and blah, blah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they're helping your brain function. And sometimes it takes a while to figure out how <laughs> stupid brain, how they're going to, how Get they're going to work. Sadness. And then they all have side effects too, right? Like some of them make you lose weight and some of them make you gain weight and some of them make you a little lethargic and some of them can make you even more suicidal and like, which just, is bananas to I me. I totally get it. You know why? Because this is the thing. So when you're super depressed and you don't give a shit about anything and you have no motivation to do anything. So it makes you care. It makes you care much. enough to be like, hey, I got a way out and now I have a little motivation and I know what I'm going to do. Oh shit. You know, totally I've makes sense to me. about that. Yeah, it totally. Makes, like, I don't know if it's wrong that it totally that's... makes sense to me, but it totally does. Like yeah, it, like, uh, you know, when they came out with the Wellbutrin to uh, make you quit smoking? Yes, I that, took it. And yeah, and you told me about it. Mm -hmm. And you told me to keep smoking mm -hmm. and keep taking it, even though they tell you the opposite. And then one day you're just going to look at your cigarette and not want it. And I was like, fucking no way. I yeah. love smoking. That's never going to happen. I love smoking. Fucking did. Too. It was like a Monday to Friday. It was bananas. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It set the horse show. Um, but so my mom then tried doing it because she's been smoking for fucking ever. So she tried the Shantix or whatever it's called. And it made her miserable. Just like um. couldn't get out of bed. And I'm just like, how is that? How does it even work that like an antidepressant can make you feel even fucking worse? Right. Like it just doesn't. Well, I guess it's like Adderall. You yeah. Know, don't they say like if you have... ADHD, it actually helps you focus. Yep. But if you don't and you take it, it just makes you like a fucking spaz. 
which I do. I thought if, well, so that's the thing is I thought the whole idea behind those was if you don't have it, it makes you, it does get you high if you don't focused. have it. But if you're ADHD and you, makes you it calms you down that's and right. allows you to focus. That's, right. yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But everybody just takes it to have more energy and more pep. We all know that. It literally just says amphetamine mm, on the bottle. It's crazy. I am getting like five you are million text messages up. right and now. What is happening? It's making me wonder if somebody has gotten hurt. That's or... terrifying. <laughs> you think you need to check that out? I can. I can do. Some... Oh no! I think I'm just getting a I lot can sing of some songs. I'm getting something. a lot of pictures from your husband. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Of New Mexico. He's sending me pictures of the neighbor's dog. Oh. And our house. And his little truck in the he parked his truck in our coming garage. Who did? Ian. Ian has a truck in New Mexico. Well, he rented a car. It's like oh. a, he got a Jeep. They said he's like Aww. they say it's an upgrade. <laughs> sure. He didn't seem. It's adorable. Oh my gosh! I have literally gotten from work at, since after five o'clock on a Friday, like yeah. twenty-five emails. That's bananas. I know. People. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these startup people. There's, to our point about working all the time. There's no such thing as a weekend. No. It's just like all of the same. No. And I mean, there's something freeing in that in the sense that like you fuck off on a Wednesday if you want, I yeah. suppose. But no. No, there's it's it's kind of all consuming. And there's parts of it that I, I, I think I might grow to like. Like right now, I'm a little taken aback. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of it that I could actually like because the energy is really interesting and it is yeah. this like creation of something that didn't exist before and That's how are we cool. gonna how are we gonna make this happen and how are we gonna get people to buy it and like yes. this could really change the world and how are we gonna so like all of that energy is super cool um, which makes people who are really invested in it want to work on all the time because it's like this really exciting thing um, it's just it's just a whole different yeah. world you know so it's yeah, I feel like I've always had this, this very intense, like, and I don't know if it's because I worked in, like, veterinary medicine for many years, but I always have this, like, is anyone going to die if we don't do this kind of mentality <laughs> about uh -huh. stuff where it's like, yeah, but did you die? Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, this is crazy. We got to get this sent out. We got to get this package. I'm like, but is anyone going to die if you don't? And I've always just kind of... I mean, it probably goes to just laziness, but I'm just like, eh, I think we'll be fine. Like, we're going to live. Well, but yeah, then you're seeing the bigger picture, and that probably will keep you saner longer than, you know. Definitely why I'm not, like, a CEO or a founder. Yeah, but, Because I'm like, yeah. eh, we'll be fine. I think that that really takes a certain kind of person to do that kind of job because it is so high stress and so always on, and you do have to travel all the time, and it's... To care. I mean... They make a lot of money, but yeah. they carry a ton of shit to make that money. Oh, like, yeah. There's so many jobs on the line for the job you do. Like, there's just so much responsibility, and that's hard. Like, there's a lot. You give a lot in order to get that. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to excuse some of the totally ridiculous salaries that some of those guys make, but, <laughs> you know, it's the, yeah, the higher up you are, the more stressful Jeff your Bezos, job is. Jeff Bezos makes $152,000 a minute or something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, $3,000 $3, a second. second. Yeah. Yeah, chew on that. But everyone. you know what? If it wasn't for him, there but would be no Amazon. Oh, and, and I, then what would I we would all have, do? I would have nothing. Right? This so place would be empty. We can't really, we can't really fault him for making that. You know, he no. created an empire. And I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it either. I don't even want to work at Amazon, from what I've heard. No, uh, it sounds too terrible. stressful. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, so it's really interesting because, like, I think those kinds of people are special people that can handle that kind of stuff. Well, and there's not, aren't they? I think probably, probably. Well, and I was, um, who was it? Oh, actually, Sophie King did an episode on. Fuck, I can't believe I already forgot. I just listened to it this morning. A person. Getty. John Paul Getty. Oh. And I guess one of his quotes was, you can't be a successful business person and have a successful successful marriage. Oh. Like, one or the other is going to give. It, may, it makes sense. You know, so it's like you either sacrifice your personal life yeah. to have this. It's, it's you know. Yeah, so you either care about people or you care about your success. Yeah, and you can have a balanced career, but those... You're not going to be like a titan. Right, you're not going to be a titan, most likely. I mean, maybe there's a couple of fun-loving, young, hipster startup guys that are managing to pull that off, but... I don't think so. Yeah, I think that gets pretty serious pretty quick (laughs) once you start getting big. So, I mean, just look at... at, What's his name? Facebook guys. Mark Zuckerberg's face. He just looks like he's shell shocked all the time. It's like, what the fuck happened? I just made this like in my dorm room. (laughs) I didn't expect that I would like fuck up elections in my country. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah. So be careful, people, what you invent. How much pressure you want to put on yourself over time? Just sell you that might shit. Change the world. Just sell that shit as soon as you can. Sell it to you Google. Just, you just came up with this thing, and now two billion people are into it. Yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, fame just it fascinates me. Like, I, for some reason, I follow Taylor Swift. I think on Instagram, <laughs> and she posted some picture of like some concert in like Philadelphia, and it was the biggest fucking stadium and it was fucking packed and she was like night number two so it's like that's all like i i can't imagine having that many people hang on your every breath isn't that weird it would fuck you up it would like they earn their money too in a way like that's a lot of pressure too to have people constantly watching you and you have to constantly be on and well i always think about because i've always said like my dream job would be like to be a talk show host like a conan o'brien or jimmy Mm -hmm. fallon i'm like you know what you are a talk show host you know (laughs) hey everyone uh no but imagine that's so much pressure every day Mm -hmm. no matter what the fuck has happened to you you have to get out there and act like you're just smiling everything's great and you gotta Mm -hmm. ask this fucking person questions like you fucking care like maybe you do care about you know 80 percent of the people that you're talking to like i could interview jason momoa and have some good questions for him maybe taylor swift did you see that clip with him and jimmy fallon where they were throwing water in each other's faces no oh but that does sound amazing it was pretty funny I only um, watch part of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The li- I don't. I, the funny part is I don't watch any of those shows. <laughs> it was probably really old because I just watch clips on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So. That's how I am too. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much just watch like Ariana Grande do the uh, Wheel of Singers. Where oh, she imitates yeah, yeah, yeah. singers. She's really good at that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Those are funny. Although she's driving me crazy with this engagement of hers. But the, you don't know what I'm talking about. I anyway. do, because we talked oh, about it last time. Did we? Because the, she's marrying the guy from Saturday Night Live after knowing him for like a week and a half. Or... Yeah. So I do know, but not because of anybody other than you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's how you all get your news is from me, because I'm a reliable source. Uh-huh. This is not true. Not uh, don't trust jaded, not biased, no. totally real. Facts. Facts. Facts, fairness. And just stuff from the internet. That's yep. all she'll tell you. I just read you the internet. <laughs> we know this. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it was talking about. Mm, Jason. Oh, Momoa having to be on all yeah. the time, I think. 
for for real sounds horrible yeah it would be really hard no wonder people in show business do drugs and stuff uh, yeah, I mean, we can even judge not Justin even just the Bieber access, for but... like peeing on stuff, but like Jesus Christ, you want to give fucking worldwide stardom to someone when they're sixteen? They're gonna be weird. No one's gonna. They're gonna have. They're gonna act out in strange ways. Gonna have issues. Yeah, and if they don't, then I don't. Then they're probably a psychopath. Hundred <laughs> percent. They're just killing people in their that's, basement. You don't know the, about it. And that's the moral of today's podcast, everyone. Yes. We're all crazy. And then we do Pressure the Pressure is killing us all. The more you know, Rainbow. Do, do, do. Yeah. 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 A lot of pressure out there. Don't give in to it. We're or all. Or do, but just don't do anything bad to yourself. Yeah, don't. We're Sometimes all you just up. need to sit and fucking cry your eyes out. Do it. Or just watch TV. <laughs> just, Obsessively check or Facebook. Just sleep 14 <laughs> hours. It's fine. Yeah. But just know you're not alone. That's the thing. And that um, it really will pass for them. I mean, you might have to get help, but they're the one thing I've learned and I've been sober a long time and I've gone through a lot of emotional Life. like, yeah. And is nothing ever stays the same, be it good or be it bad. It's always going to change and it's probably not going to change the way you think. And yeah. it's probably going to be my- good. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know. That was my tattoo that I got on that Thanksgiving <laughs> with you. <laughs> that's one. That's one. Yeah. It says this too shall pass yeah. in Latin, of yeah. course, because I'm super intellectual. They say that in AA all the time. But it's just it's just obviously okay. old Literally knowledge. Literally everything passes. Yeah. yeah. So hang but in there, everyone. But you don't see it when you're in it. it no. Feels like it feels like it's going to last forever. It's just the goddamn worst. Yeah. There's no light. So you can call us if you're feeling sad. You definitely can. <laughs> we are here. Yeah. I mean, there. I'll tell you how depressed I am, too. But <laughs> we just share depression stories. Uh, anyway, have a wonderful week. Oh, okay. I think we're done, right? Is there anything more to say about sadness? Depression? All the things, All, really. I mean, we could just go on and on. So I'm just going to well, We're going to cue the violin. Yeah. Is there anything? Like, like, maybe you know it's hard about life. Maybe we should end with something good. Something good? I think we should. Do you mm. have something good to talk about? Ah. thinking oh okay maybe i'll go uh yeah so my husband's in santa fe looking at the house that's fine and the house is like coming along like crazy which is super awesome though the uh the issue now is how we're gonna live there but yeah that's just a small detail like how we're actually going to be able to afford life. to move to New Mexico. Oh. Um, I love that you just started building this house. I know. And like we'll figure it out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, white people problems. <laughs> hey, one percent problems. <laughs> Let's just build a house. We'll deal with it later. <laughs> yeah. Someone at work was like, "Oh, I thought you had a mortgage on your house," and I was like, "Ha ha ha." No, yeah. what? I'm I'm old. I'm just not an adult. So Ian figured out though the house in New Mexico with our mortgage and with belonging to this ridiculously expensive like, club is still cheaper one, than our rent on yeah. the one bedroom apartment. It's fucking true. So there's that. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> uh, when I talked to Lauren, like her mortgage payment is less than my rent, but then she's like, "It was 110 today, and we have to sleep with the air conditioning on." Yeah. And I was like, "I was only." Santa Fe has more than 300 days of sunlight a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I mean, I have to remember the weather every time I write my rent. Check. It is basically a third world country, though, Santa Fe. Like, uh, oh, it's super it? poor, or it's What's not meth? at all. 
Central, isn't it? Well, All of I mean, Mexico? where isn't Meth Central nowadays? I know. I just watched. <laughs> I just watched some documentary about how heroin has taken over Cape Cod. Yeah, because because of OxyContin. Everybody got addicted to opioids, and then they couldn't afford OxyContin anymore, and it got too hard to get, so now they're all buying heroin. I know, and I still it's need terrible. to find my sympathy bone for the opioid epidemic. Yeah. I mean... Because I'm really just like... Mm, just yeah, don't. it's a terrible fucking trick, though, man. Like, if you actually legitimately have a doctor give it to you, and yeah. then all of a sudden realize, like, oh, shit, I can't live without this, that's fucked up. If you take the first one on your own, knowing, like, I just want to get high, that's a whole different story. Yeah. And you're still, you know, there's still addiction and all that stuff. But I have less sympathy because those people don't need, they, they it doesn't help them yeah. to be sympathetic. Yeah. But I think that there has to be some sort of, we have to address some of the, the real problems, like the yeah. accessibility and all that stuff. We can't just blame the addict at that point like yeah. when it starts with the doctor's prescription it's terrible yeah i mean i really can't talk we really I when i know i should we so. really veered off of good things <laughs> oh we sure <laughs> did um so good thing uh oh so i have these two little skunks that come to my house every night like babies they're adorable they're Aww. fucking and they've started coming when it's still fucking light out because i feed the two cats outside uh-huh because I have a hundred animals. Um, but they are precious. And they do this really funny thing. Because sometimes they'll come when the food's empty. Uh-huh. And they get really mad about it. And I can hear them like banging <laughs> the bowls outside. So I'll take more food out. And I'll get pretty close to them. But I'm, I've never been sprayed. Knock yeah, on wood. You so don't I'm want just to terrified be. about it. But they do this funny thing where they go. And they back up. And they make this funny like sound. And they're just so cute. And their little tails are just like little Aww. sad pom-poms. They have the cutest faces. That's but I really good. want a raccoon. That's where I'm at. That's a pretty good, yeah. I mean, little animals. What's better than my Nothing is better than little animals. It's just the fucking best. That's for sure. My dogs are idiots. Pippi's still in her cast. I don't Aww. know if you guys... I don't think you've seen pictures. I have. Write it down. I'll post pictures. But mm. of Pippi and her cast. It's the saddest thing in the world. It is pretty sad. Uh, what else is happy? That's probably enough. I mean, we both came uh, up with something. The photographer that made the Obama photo book. Uh-huh. So Obama's official photographer, this guy, Pete Tauza, is coming out with a new book. And it's called Shade. And it's literally just all of his, like, photo responses to whatever is going on in the news. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like, when Trump is fucking arguing with Angela Merkel, he'll post on Instagram a photo of, like, Obama and Merkel being, like, BFFs. Yeah awesome nice so that's gonna come out so everyone should order that it comes okay. out in october i believe which is also my unless birthday. you like trump and then you probably don't want to and that, but i don't also don't know why you're listening to us if you like trump. i think there's a couple people who voted for trump really? well i don't know if they still like him but yeah no i think there are a few i suppose yeah that's okay we take them too yeah oh yeah they belong we, in the just the worst crowd we need all Those the deplorables. we need all the people <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah whatever i'm in a way um okay well thanks everybody for listening <laughs> happy sunday happy sunday we love you i love you call me bye